You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. Hey, we're gonna we're gonna pray one more time here because uh, uh, they 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 called Sean and Leticia to, to go to the hospital right now. So we're gonna pray for Sean and Leticia because <laughs> take authority over fear, and uh, we're believing God. Amen. So, Father, we, we do. We lift up Sean and Leticia to you. And hallelujah, we just honor you and thank you for your amazing grace and your mercy. Father, and we do take authority over fear. We just take authority over fear. Father, we believe. We, we're standing and believing. And Father, we just trust you because Jesus, you're the healer. You're the healer. Hallelujah. And so we're trusting you for your hand and your touching of Sean's mom. Hallelujah. And so, Lord, thank you, Father, that we surround them. We surround them with faith and with love. And we surround them with mercy and grace and comfort. Lord, we honor you for that. Lord, we thank you. You're just such an awesome God. And nothing is too difficult for you. And nothing is impossible with you. Nothing, nothing, nothing. And we speak peace to to Sean's dad, Mike, right there. We speak peace to him in the name of Jesus. Lord, we just honor you for that. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Hey, if you have your Bibles... Uh, go with me to First Peter chapter 5. It was kind of unique today because uh, they got a lot of information today concerning some things. And, uh, you know, I was just praying. And also, I do uh, daily reading and do different things. And I look up at different daily things that I have. And it just seemed there was a pattern today and a pattern that we have to sometimes grab a hold of. And, and that pattern was, uh, you know, learning how to... Uh, basically give things to God or cast our cares on the Lord, but also uh, realizing that we're not Jesus. Jesus is Jesus, that we are just uh, vessels that God can use. And we are, you know, we just trust him and we honor him and we do our part. But it's Jesus is the one that does all, all the healing and the power. You know, it's funny because people have this connotation of thinking about faith healing, but there really is no such thing as faith healing. It's called divine healing. And if you think it's faith healing, then you'll think it all based on you. And, but if you understand it's divine healing, then it changes everything. You know, we're, we, uh, we're still reading the book, Reese Howell, Intercessor. And of course, it's, you know, it's this thick. It's got 200 and some odd pages. So we're reading one chapter or two chapters a night and looking at it and stuff. And it's kind of unique to see some of the things that... Uh, uh, God used him in, but also especially in the area of healing and, and how uh, walking through some things and, and you know, seeing the hand of God on, on some stuff. And one of the biggest things even through the book is, is, not, is realizing that you've got to always realize it's not about us, it's about him. And learning how to not take the care because, you know, if Jesus is the healer, and, but if, if things don't go the way you think it should, then you get to thinking that it's all your fault. Well, let me just start, flip the coin. If things all went good and he gets, they get healed, then are you going to take all the credit? Okay. And so now understand, we have our part to play. God has his part to play. We need to understand some things. But to not try to burden yourself down with it. 
man, I know this firsthand. I mean, I know this through what they're going through. I know this, uh, you know, even in, 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 in a more difficult way too. But the one thing about it, what I want to share tonight is how do we pray and continue to pray and to believe uh, and also without taking the care of things of trying to make things happen. Amen? And we got our job is to pray. Our job is to ask God to do everything. Our job is to believe the word of God. Our job is to confess the word. Our job is to trust him. Amen? But how many know the battle is the Lord's and not yours? And when I, when I say this, the reason I'm sharing this now is because of what's happening. Is you've got to understand there's a big difference between divine healing and faith healing. Okay? See, that's where everybody messes up because people look at people and say, well, they're, they're faith healers or they're this. No. They're just operating in the, in the gifts and the callings of God and God, hallelujah, uses them in divine healing. Amen? But if you understand it's divine, it comes from God. It doesn't come from man. Man's healing comes from what we do here and how we handle and God put everything on the earth for us to be that way. Here in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 6, he said, humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him for he cares for you. Be sober and be vigilant because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion walketh about seeking whom he may devour. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Amen? It also goes on to verse 10. It says, But the God of all grace, who hath called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while, he made you perfect, or he'll make you perfect, he'll establish you, he'll strengthen you, and he'll settle you. Amen? And we're going to talk all about those things right there. I want to read you uh, verse uh, 6 and 7 out of the Amplified Bible. It says, Therefore humble yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that in due time he may exalt you, casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him, for he cares for you affectionately and he cares about you watchfully. Man, you've got to understand, isn't it wonderful that we can actually pray and we can go to the Father, we can go to the Father in the name of Jesus, we can cast our care and know that God's going to do something about it. But we've got to go in faith, we've got to go believing and we've got to do it of our heart. It's not out of our head. It's not trying not to think about things. It's not trying to say, oh, well, I just got to ignore it. No. Faith never ignores the reality of things. It only changes it. Amen. So we got to get the word of God on the subject. We got to change the thoughts that the enemy's trying to bring with the thoughts of God. We got to bring into captivity every thought. Amen. We got to bring down the because the enemy's always bombarding. He's always trying to get us to to line up with what he's doing. See, to have effective prayer, our effective prayer has got to be based on the word of God, and our it's got to be based in our faith in the word of God. Hallelujah! So that Jesus can bring to pass that which He wants to bring to pass. Amen. I mean, the Bible talks about, I mean, we know that in Mark chapter uh, uh, 4 and then in Matthew chapter 13 uh, and also in Luke's gospel, it says that the cares of this life choke out the word of God. It makes the word of God to have no effect on us. It doesn't, we don't get to eat and taste the fruit thereof. And God wants us to taste the fruit thereof. But here's the other side of the coin. People say, well, if you're not going to be concerned or worried or up, then you don't care. No, you actually do care because you're going to do it by this. God's way is always prayer, thanksgiving, and then peace. And you keep doing prayer and thanksgiving until you get peace. Yeah. 
problem is we do prayer Thanksgiving thinking, okay, I have peace now. Just because you did it once. Amen? No, no, you get to do it till you get peace. And when you get peace, hallelujah, glory to God, that's when things begin to take place. See, because the more that you get worried and concerned and anxious and all that, what that does is that robs you of the power of the word of God in your life. Amen? And uh, where do I need the power of the word of God in my life right now? You need the power of the word of God in your life in your thoughts. Because the enemy paints a picture. Amen? He wants you to start thinking in line with what he's saying and what he's doing. How to, see, because what people don't understand, that's why people got kind of mad at, at the church kind of because we were coming against fear. So well, you guys don't understand how bad. No, you got to come against again. Because see, fear will strangle your faith. I mean, fear is the, the exact opposite of faith. And so you've got to decree, you've got to declare, you've got to stand up, you've got to proclaim. If you don't, uh, and the only way to deal with fear is you've got to speak to it. God's not giving us a spirit of fear. God's given us a spirit of power and love and a sound mind. But we've got to speak to fear. You've got to take it because it's a spirit. Amen? You've got to speak to it. Say, no, I refuse to be afraid. I take authority over fear. Because fear hath torment. And he that feareth is not made perfect in love. You don't think that God's love for you is greater than what the enemy is trying to do. Amen? You know, the, 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 what happens, in fact, while I'm talking, go to Philippians chapter 4. Go to Philippians chapter 4. Hallelujah. Because um, the word of God always brings the right answers. Amen? He always does. Because, you know, you, it's easy to get focused on the problems. And we can miss God's plan, God's purpose, His delivery. We can miss out on all this, you know. And uh, we just need to make sure that we're hearing from heaven, speaking words of life. Hallelujah. And, uh, you know, and, and don't be meditating on the power of the devil to hurt us. We've got to be meditating on the power of God to deliver us. Amen. And the power of God to set us free. Hallelujah. And we've got to make sure that we are keeping our eyes focused on our deliverer, focused on our healer, because that's the person that's going to cause life to us. Amen? You know, you don't want to be thinking about all the problems and everything else and miss your day of visitation. Because <laughs> the devil, one of his greatest things is he loves to distract us. Get us distracted. And especially when we hear things like we hear tonight or hear from things, we're praying, we're believing, we're trusting. You know? I mean, it's amazing to me um, how many times we, do, we don't stand up and fight. You know, we just allow, well, okay, well, I guess this is going to... No, we need to stand up and say, okay, no, 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 Lord, here's, we're going to take your word. I'd rather go down swinging than, 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 than go down looking. Amen? You know, I'd, I'd, I'd rather go down grounding out to somebody than, uh, uh, than striking out. I'd rather go down, like I said, swinging. I'd rather go down and do that. You know, I had to console my grandson. He's, he's playing Little League for the first time in his life, and he's, he's going to be 11 coming up here in, in June. But, so he's 10 years old. He's playing with, you know, 12 and 13-year-olds, you know, because it's 9 through to uh, 12-year-olds, you know, as long as you're not 13 and too long. But anyway, so, uh, and he's, he's not used to losing. You know, he, he's been in Taekwondo, 
And so he, 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 you know, he's been in Taekwondo since he was four, and, he, and he, he went all the way up through Taekwondo, and he's got his black belt in Taekwondo. He's 10 years old and a black belt, and he's serious. You just don't want him to kick you or hit you, you know. So he, uh, you know, when he was nine years old, he was uh, third in the whole United States as a nine-year-old. He went to Minnesota and got third, and the person that got first was the kid that, he was second in the state of California, but the kid that got first was the first in all of the, of the United States. And so he's not used to losing, so now he's playing a team sport, and he got up, and it was the bottom of the seventh. They're down one run. There's guys on second and third. There's two outs, and he's up. And he, he hit the ball, but he hit the ball, you know, he hit it, but he hit it right to somebody. They picked it up and they threw it first and got him out. And he was just devastated. I mean, it was like the world was over, you know. And so I had to complain and say, listen, hey, listen, you went down swinging. You hit it. So here's the good thing about it. You didn't just take a strike three. You didn't get up there trying to walk. You didn't get up. You hit the ball. You know, you're doing great. All right, so you made that. It's all right. We can go, we're going to go next time. You know, it's going to be okay. You know, what happens to us is that we as Christians, we stop swinging. And, the, and you know how you stop swinging is when you take the care that it's all your fault, that it didn't happen or it didn't work out. Amen. That's when you stop. You've got to say, no, 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 no. Praise God. God, I don't know what you mean. I understand. But the glory of God, I'm going to keep moving forward. I'm going to keep dealing with what you're doing here. So here in Philippians chapter 4 is how we pray and what we believe. Amen? Hallelujah. Philippians chapter 4, verse 6. He says, be careful for nothing or don't worry about anything. Amen? But in everything... All right, so we're not going to worry about anything, but in everything, what are we going to do? We're going to do, but in everything, by prayer, supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. Hallelujah. He says, and then the peace of God, or then the peace of God, which passes all understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Then he says, finally, brethren, what things are true, what things are honest, what things are just, what things are pure, what things are lovely, what things are of a good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Amen? Verse 6 says, listen, we're not going to worry about anything, but in everything we do, we're going to pray. And supplication means we're going to pray with our heart. We're going to pray earnestly. We're going to believe what we're praying. Hallelujah. We're going to go down and go fighting all the way down through this. And then with thanksgiving. Remember I said it's always prayer. It's thanksgiving and then peace comes. You've got to continue to take hold of it. It says, then the peace of God that passes all understanding will guard your hearts and mind. Amen. Because don't you know it has to guard your heart and mind through Christ Jesus. And verse 8 is so wonderful because he says, now you've got to think on the things that are of a good report, things that are true, things that are of a good honest, things that are, are just, things that are, are pure, things that are lovely, things that are of a good report, and if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. You know, the hardest thing to do is to make sure that your thoughts are bringing life to you and praise unto God. And that's hard to do. So isn't it amazing in Matthew chapter 6, in, in Matthew chapter 6, that little chapter, five times Jesus says, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't take no thought. Don't worry. Don't worry. I mean, how many of you can add one cubic to your statue by worrying? And worry, what worry does is it gets us to try to figure out how we can fix the problem. Aren't you glad God's already got to fix it? Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. 
Thank God that we can pray, we can believe, we can do it earnestly, and then we can thank God. God, you are because you said you did. And if we ask according to your word, you hear us. You hear us. Amen? You hear us. And, and, and verse 8 here, and then go back, if you would, to 1 Peter chapter 5 there, because I'm going to talk to you about verse 10. Because I want to keep you, you know, it's one of the most difficult things. It is. In the midst of things is when you're praying and it, you don't get your prayers answered, okay? Hallelujah. You know, I, I've, like I said, I'm not sharing something that I haven't lived haven't gone through with a parent, haven't gone through with a spouse, haven't gone through, you know, in a, in a lot of areas as a pastor and the frustrations of things. And, and yet people will say, how can you still trust God? How do you still love God? And did, you know, God didn't do this and God didn't do that. And we get caught up in what God didn't do instead of what God did do. Amen. Thank God for what God did do. And see, and understanding what the Word of God says. And, you know, uh, uh, we, we look at, at, at what God's Word says. That, hey, praise God, we, we fight and we believe. And we're believing for miracles all the way through this. Hallelujah. We just allowing God to be God. And we're trusting Him. We're trusting His Word. We're believing. But we don't know all things. But we do know that God's the God of comfort, God's the God of mercy, God's the God of grace, and God's going to... And then here's one of the biggest problems with everybody, is that if somebody does die, especially if it's a Christian, we think, oh, it's such a great tragedy. And that's the biggest lie. Exactly. 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 They, you didn't hear that over there. They say, well, I get jealous. Absolutely. Are you kidding? They don't have to deal with none of us anymore. Praise God. Hallelujah. You know. No. See, here's where the problem is. Is that when you pray and you're casting your cares onto the Lord, you're actually believing that you're putting something in the hands that you can't absolutely do anything about. And you're putting it in the hands of somebody who can do something about it. And you're trusting them to do something. About it, and you trust that they're going to do the right thing. Amen. And the right thing could be they're going to heal them. That's what you're believing. That's what your desire what you want. Hallelujah. But you do trust God. That God's still God. Yes. Amen? Yes. Hallelujah. You've got to still stand and trust God. That's where you're casting. Lord, I trust you. I trust you. This is what I want. This is what I'm believing. It's what your word says. I'm going to remind you. I'm going to do things. Here's what I'm doing. But I am fully assured and I trust you. See, we don't trust that God's going to do that. And that's where the casting of the cares come. That's where you, because did you notice here in 1 Peter chapter 5, he said, cast all your cares upon him. Cast the whole of your care, all of your anxiety, all your fears, all your worries. Why? Why does he do that? Because verse 8 says, hey, there's an adversary. How many know the devil's a thief? He's the one that's still killing him. Sickness is of the enemy. Sickness is of the devil. It's not of God. So the minute that somebody doesn't get healed or somebody dies, goes to heaven and they want to say God did it. No, God received them. God received him with open arms. Hallelujah. Amen. But the devil, is the, the devil is the one that's coming to steal, kill, and to destroy. You need to... But here's one of the problems is that we've got to be fully assured. And, 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 and you'll beat yourself up. I know. I did. I beat myself up. I didn't forgive my... I beat myself. I, I understand how to take the care of it and get all messed up. 
I know how to do all the wrong things. I don't want you to do the wrong things. Amen? But you got to believe till the end. You ever heard this statement? Somebody said, well, they died believing and trusting in God. I wouldn't want to die any other way. I mean, amen. Well, you just keep turning everything positive. You have to. Because if you don't, then, because what you do when you want to turn it around, because what you're saying is that God's not faithful. God's not true. It's God's fault. You know, you get over on those things. Is it true? Is it lovely? Is it of a good report? Is it honest? It's none of those things because, number one, it's not true. Amen? Because if you trust that God has you and that God has the best interest of everyone around, that God is this amazing God. He's a God full of love, full of joy, full of peace. He is so amazing that he knows what's right. Amen? And you, do you trust him? Amen? I mean, God put himself on paper so we could trust his character. So if you find out, if you read the word of God, then you find out all the answers of what you need. And, and God answers you all the time with the word of God. And then if he doesn't, if you don't think he does, then basically it ain't none of your business. Too bad. He said the secret things belong to him. But the things that he reveals to you belong to you and your children forever. So whatever gets revealed, it's yours. And you can pass it on as a great inheritance. But what you don't understand, that's God's. Amen? We see this, but look at here, verse 10. Because when you understand there's an adversary, verse 8 says there's an adversary. And understand this, he's walking around as a roaring lion. He's not. He's got a big mouth. He does. He keeps telling all kinds of things. And he's seeking those whom he can devour, those that don't cast their care, those that are worried. The devil defeats you. He disarms us. So we got to resist him steadfast because he's consistent. But we resist him steadfast in faith. Amen? And we also know that we all, we all deal with these kind of things we're all dealing with. But look at verse 10. Because this is what you got to come back to in order to have life. Amen? You have to do this. When, when, there's, when there's things that come, and, and like I said, things that, that happen, and we may not understand, we've got to come back to trusting God. Amen? Amen? Yeah. Even when somebody dies young, when you don't understand, God, why did they die as a child? Or why did they die as a young, young teenager? Why did this happen? Or in there, you don't, you, and things that we don't understand. You know, well, you know, Isaiah 57, 1 says that the, the good die young and nobody seems to wonder why or seem to care. See, you know, that scripture was in there. But, the, but it goes on to say is that God saved them from the wrath to come in their lives. And you think to yourself, well, I don't understand. But see, hey, we need to understand that heaven's far more greater than earth. I'd rather somebody live five years on earth and know Jesus and then go to heaven than live 105 years and never meet Jesus. Amen? Because glory to God, they get to grow up in heaven. I mean, we ought all to be jealous. But look what it says in verse 10. <laughs> I'm not making light. Listen, we just, we're believing and we are trusting, and we are exercising. You know, hey, I went and prayed yesterday and anointed Sean's mom with oil, prayed the prayer of faith. The Bible says if you do that, you call for the They called, I went, I prayed. I have scripture to stand on. I am believing. I am believing that she's going to live and not die. 
Hallelujah. Because I prayed. And the Bible says, you know, these signs that follow them, they lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. It doesn't say anything about believing sick. It just said the sick. But James chapter 5, verses 13 14 says, If any sick among you, let him call for the elders of the church. Hallelujah. And they'll come and they'll anoint them with oil and then, then the prayer of faith shall save the sick. And if they've committed any sins, it'll be forgiven them. So it doesn't matter how bad they've been. Amen. I believe the word of God. And I'm believing the word of God. Hallelujah. And I believe it. I just say, I said, Lord, glory to God. I, you know, and I'm standing and I'm believing, but also I'm trusting him because he's the healer. I just do what the word says. That's up to him. He knows all things. He knows everything. He knows more than I know. Amen. It's amazing how many things we want to wrap around and try to get around, try to justify. I just, me and God, we go round and round all the time. You know, he hits me and I, I just listen and then I just throw what I think back up and he laughs at what I say, but that's okay. I just say, God, I don't understand this. Help me. Amen. But look at verse 10. It says, but the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after that you have suffered a while. I don't like that after you suffer a while. I don't like that suffering stuff, but because they don't understand in some things. But then he says, he'll make you perfect or he'll make you mature. And he'll establish you. And he'll strengthen you. And then he's going to settle you. You know, if we understand how to be strengthened, how to be settled and established in, in this present truth and in the, the things of God, it doesn't stop. It makes me want to pray more. It makes me want to seek God more. You know? It's funny because we were reading this Reese Halva. The first person that he prayed for died. And he was struggling, you know, and he announced everything and he's like announcing, he, I mean, he went around announcing he was going to go pray for folks. God bless them. <laughs> and, and, and that person died, right? Yeah. She died and that was a huge, you know, and so, you know, and you know, the funny thing about it is, is that uh, the Lord asked him a question. He said, he said, well, just because you lost on the first one, basically, or you do this, you know, and the, the first, he said, are you going to give that to me and you're going to keep going on what I've called you to do? You know, the thing of it is, is that whether somebody lives or dies doesn't do away with the word of God. Right. Scripture is the scripture. It's what God says. You can't change the word of God. See, because God said, remember, God said he's never going to leave us or forsake us. He's going to always be there with us. God's here and God's going to be here with us. Amen. Hallelujah. But we've got to be just like Abraham was. We've got to get fully persuaded. We've got to get fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Fully persuaded. Hallelujah. God. And here's something too. You know, sometimes we get this kind of thought process. Well, I, I prayed and I asked God. I said, well, you know, the thing about with God is he never gets tired of you need, needing to be um, how can I say this? He, he never gets tired for you needing to be reassured. And that messes up all of my faith friends. 
It does. It just, everybody gets, they get all excited. It's like, no, you guys, because they want to just be dogmatic. And I say, yeah, problem is, is that all of you are teachers and not pastors. I love all of you. If you listen to this, still love all of you, but can't help it. I'm a pastor and I have to live with all these sheep. And so we're going to get them reassured. reassured. They need to know again and again that God loves them. They need to know again and again how, how great God is. Hallelujah. You know, because we're all kids. We all need to be reassured that it's okay to ask again. It's okay to communicate with God. It's okay to talk to him. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, and uh, what do I mean by the reassurance? It's not okay to keep asking him to do something, but it's okay to keep reassuring yourself that he is the right one to take your burdens. He is the right one for you to cast your cares on. He is the right, that he's got you. He's got you in this. And when you know he's got you, then you know you can stand back up again. Amen? You can stand back up and you can begin to do it. Remember Romans 4.21, that uh, uh, Abraham was fully persuaded that what God said, God was able to do it. Hallelujah. Because Jesus is the healer. God can do it. So we got to be fully persuaded that what God said God can do, we need to take hold of it, especially when we're praying for others. Amen? No matter how close they are, no matter how, you got to know that in your own self. Amen? And like I said, God put himself on paper so that we could get to know him. And here's the biggest key, though. When you cast your care of the Lord, it's got to come from your heart, not your head. So, so how do I know if it's from my heart? you got to mean it. How do you know when you mean it? When you mean it, you can get Because from your head, it's going to keep coming back and reminding you. Amen? And that you got to say, Lord, Lord. I'm just going to give it to you. I keep giving it back to God. I've had things remind me six months so I could get it out of my heart, get it in my heart because the devil kept saying, it's not going to happen. It's not going to do this. You know what's going to happen. I'm like, you know what? I just keep giving it to God. God, I trust you. I trust you. And I'm so glad that your word says that you, I can cast my care on it. You have the care of it. Satan, you just, you might as well take that picture. You might as well, God's got to go talk to him about it. I'm not going to talk to you about it. I'm not going to entertain that because my thoughts have got to be true. My thoughts have got to be lovely. They've got to be of a good report. If they don't bring life to me and praise unto God, I'm not supposed to be thinking on it because God wants to establish me. He wants to settle me. He wants to make me perfect. He, He wants me to really be strengthened and I can't get strengthened if I'm thinking God, are you going to do this? God, are you going to do this? God, are they going to be this? Is this going to happen? Is this going to, is this going to take place? If I'm always questioning and asking questions, I'm going to be in trouble. But if I pray and I believe in faith, I say, Lord, I just trust you. This is what your words are. I'm going to trust your word, and I am not going to take the care of it. I am not even going to get it into my thought. I'm going to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience. Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and we'll, we'll wind this thing up here. Hallelujah. Hopefully y'all doing okay. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Second Corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. Amen. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they are mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Well, the strongholds are in our mind. Amen. And, 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 when we see that, then verse 5 says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ or the obedience of the word. Amen? 
So I've got this, this pattern. I've got to bring into captivity every thought. So I said, man, if I bring every thought, I would just be, I'm going to have to constantly be bombarded. My mind's always, I know, you've got to take authority of your mind and you've got to do that. I understand that, man. Thoughts can come in machine gun fast and the enemy wants to paint this crazy picture and you've got to stop. And the only way you can stop what you're thinking is you've got to say something. You cannot outthink the devil. He'll beat you up every single time. If you have mind games with the devil, he'll win all the time because that's his arena. His arena is in your mind. He will beat you up. He will knock you out. He will defeat you. You are not that good. And we all know we can do that because we can have a really bad day and the telephone can ring and then as soon as we, we change everything, hello, we change our whole thing. And then if it's somebody that we know and is happy, oh yes, I mean just five minutes before, we're bawling our eyes, everything's terrible. But now it's like, hello, hey, all of you guys can put on your game face. You do that when you walk into here sometimes, put on it. So we know that you can change. But the way that you defeat the enemy is you've got to say something. You got to speak it out. You got to say things. You got to say what the Word of God says. You got to say, no, this is how we got to do this. Amen? Because when you do that, you're saying, Lord, I'm totally dependent upon you. And that's why we take it and we bring it back. We give it to God, then we take it back. We give it to God, we take it back. We give it to God, we take it back. That's why most of the time things don't get done. Because you're talking to Him about it and then you take it back. Instead of giving it to him and not taking it back and saying, okay, Lord, what are we going to do? Hallelujah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand my ground. Hallelujah. Because there's no shortcuts with God. It's prayer. It's supplication, which means it's, it's with your heart. Amen. It's thanksgiving and then peace. We saw that in Philippians. We see that in First in Peter here. We, you, know, you know, we've got to do that. It's the way to do it. And, and if the Bible says we can bring into captivity every thought, then we can control our thoughts. We can just say, okay, I'm not going to let this do it. I am definitely not going to let this do that. I am not going to let the enemy do this to me. Hallelujah. And here's something to you really quickly. It is very dangerous for you to suppress your thoughts and your feelings. You are not supposed to suppress them. Now, you're not supposed to throw up on everybody either, but you're not supposed to suppress them, okay? All right? <laughs> because people say, well, I just won't think about that. I just won't do that. I won't, I, I'm not going to deal with that. Listen, you have to deal with them, and you deal with them scripturally, okay? See, casting your care is not saying, okay, Lord, I'm going to give that to you. I'm not going to think about that anymore. <laughs> you didn't do anything except push that back in your, your subconscious, and it's going to come back to haunt you. But when you take the word of God and you come before him and say, Father, I thank you that you said I'm not supposed to worry about anything, that I'm not supposed to be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication and with thanksgiving, I'm going to let my request be known. God, you know, this is dealing, I mean, I'm having a hard time here. I'm having a really hard time with it. I want to talk to you about it and I'll share with you about it. So I'm going to pray and I'm going to have fun because prayer is a dialogue, not a monologue. It's not you just saying, God, do this. Let's talk about it. Let's, let's plead our cases together. Hallelujah. You know, let's talk about these things. I'm going to give it, and I'm going to give it to you, and I'm going to cast it. And you may do that prayer and then walk away, and all of a sudden you're just burned down. You just come back and say, God, I'm not taking this back. I just want you to know I believe this. And you may go through the same thing again. 
But you just keep casting it, hallelujah, and you keep giving it to God. Because when you keep giving it to God, hallelujah, you're allowing God to deal with it. And you've got to keep casting your, your cares because if you don't, you got to get rid of, if you don't get rid of that fear, it'll, it'll defeat you. It'll always be in the back of your mind. There'll be this little thing like follows you around. And until you deal with it, until you decide, I'm going to stop letting this little puppy dog of fear keep hammering on me, keep, keep me tormenting me like, I, this is, I, well, we're going to fall back into this. Oh, this is going to happen. Oh, it's going to go back. In a, oh, I, I just know this is it's too good to be true or this is going to, it's going to happen. You're always going to have that following you all the days. Yet You've got to take authority. Or they say, no, I break that fear in that area. Amen. 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 Until you get to that point of this one, I'm done. I am not. You've got to break that fear. And all of us have had fear. Some of us have had fear since we were kids. Fear of this and the fear of that. You've got to break those things. You know, the fear that this is going to happen or the fear that that's going to happen. How do you, glory to God. So it says, well, how do, how do I do that? Well, you've got to replace them with faith. You've got to replace them with the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing here, by the way. That's why you've got to replace them with the scripture. You've got to replace them with the word of God. That changes everything. Because you replace the enemy's thoughts with God's thoughts. Amen. You know, see, and you, you keep them out because the word of God is what comes up and, and brings into captivity. Amen. It's the word of God that comes up and grabs that thought and says, no, we're not going to let that thought. You got to get your faith in the mix. And aren't you glad, you know, I share this all the time. Aren't you glad your first response is not your last response? Hallelujah. Just because you fall apart on the first news, don't let the devil beat you up. All of us usually fall apart when we get sucker punched. We usually double over because we're not ready for it. When we get the news, when we get things, usually we buckle at our knees because we're not ready for it. If you're not ready for it, you're going to flinch. And if you're not ready for it, you're going to go, oh, you weren't ready for that. That's okay. Don't, you don't have to worry about it. Your first response doesn't have to be your last response. Amen? And I always use Sarah at that. Her, Sarah's first response was, you got to be kidding. <laughs> That's impossible. And then she lied. <laughs> Just like all the rest of us, you know, our first response is, oh, no, no, I, I'm okay, I'm okay. No, you're not okay. You just, you got hit. It's all right. It's okay to cry. It's okay. It's like, okay, all right, I've had me a good cry. Now I got to get pick up and let's fight against this thing. Let's deal with it. How do I handle this? Let me give you two wonderful things here and we'll close on this. Two wonderful things that you always got to think on when you've gone through a test where your faith seems to have failed. You've gone through where somebody died that you were believing that would live and you did everything in your power, everything more that you couldn't know what else to do. I mean, you did everything. Quoted every word, quoted everything, did everything, you know, all the things you knew to do and it still didn't take place. You know, you can destroy yourself or you can allow God to perfect you, to establish you, to strengthen you, and to settle you in it. And if you'll, if you'll understand this, but there's two things you've got to meditate on, you've got to take hold of. Number one is the goodness of God. That it, God's goodness, that God is not the thief. God is not the one that's causing problems. God's goodness, God's a good God. Amen? The goodness of God. The goodness of God. And if you don't settle, that's why I love that song, The Goodness of God. That's why I love that song we sing here. The evidence of, uh, you know, I of your goodness, you know, the promises of being, I mean, 
you know, you, those, those, that, those two songs, right? You know, I mean, they're, they just, I tell her every time she says, well, I don't want to wear that out. I said, you can't wear that out for me. You could do those two songs every single Sunday until Jesus comes and I'd be happy. I will worship God. I will go into the throne room of God every time. So I don't care what anybody else says. I could care less. I sing those two songs all the time because they crank my tractor, okay? So, because here it is, the goodness of God, but not only the goodness of God, and this is something very, very important, it's the faithfulness of God. God's faithful. And that's, you know, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I just said, God, you're good, and God, you're faithful. God, you're good. I believe you're good and faithful. I, I have to believe that. I believe you're good, and I believe you're faithful. Your goodness and your faithful. Your goodness and your mercy surrounds me. It follows me all the day. It's your goodness. It's your goodness. You know. And it, it, it's funny because I'm like the poster child for uh, ministers who've lost their wives coming out of it. Okay. I am. I counsel every, in my, our area and stuff that I counsel everybody that uh, has lost because they send them to me because they, they say, you seem to have, know how to handle it or know how to do it. And I do because I've been perfected through the things in which I suffered, but I've understood how to, how to, how to come out of it, how to do it. I've been so blessed. And so, and, and they're all like, you know, like everybody says, you're so stinking happy. I said, I am. And nobody understood. How can you be that way? Because I understand the word of God. I know how to deal with loss. I know how to understand who the enemy is. And I understand who my father is. And I understand scripture. And when you understand that, then God can settle you. And it doesn't matter what anybody else says. It doesn't matter if any, because you know what God says. And God restores and God's doing. And, and you trust the word of God. And you're not doing an injustice to it. You're allowing God to be God. So we just, you know, and, and the most wonderful thing about this is that I know I frustrate the devil so bad. He is so frustrated with me because he taking, he's taking so many great shots and he keeps losing. And I love winning. I know where my grandson gets it. I hate to lose. I mean, I literally, I hate to lose. I do. I've learned how to control things, but I hate to lose. I don't ever do anything and ever play any game that I don't want to win. Never. I don't know why you play if you're not. I mean, I, I don't understand. I've never played just to participate. Ever. That's me, but that's me. I'm very competitive. But I also know about God's grace and his mercy and his love and how to understand him. You see what I'm saying? I'm sharing. I'm not bragging on me. I just stumbled into what God said. I didn't know how to do it. You know, I didn't understand it until I faced it. But I knew I couldn't live the way I was living. I knew I couldn't keep going or else that would have been. I said, all right, God. So what did I do? I got into the word of God. I got into the Bible. And God gave me all these scriptures that I'm giving you here tonight. And he began to say, well, here's what I want to do. You got to do this. He said, well, that's just, no, Here's what we're going to take the word of God, you know, and the biggest thing he kept telling me, well, do you trust me? I said, yeah, I trust you. No, nope, do you really trust me? <laughs> I said, I trust you. All right, give it all to me. And you know, when you give it all to him, man, does he make everything good. He's awesome. And that's what we have to do. So no matter what, no matter what the outcome, then we're going to be like Job. Though you slay me, I'm going to trust you. 
Now that just tweaks everybody because, you know, it, it messes everybody up. But when you understand that you have faith toward God, then you have the faith of God and you're exercising your faith. There's two different three things that go on there. Amen. See, faith toward God says, God, I love you no matter what. And that's our foundation. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for tonight. Lord, I just trust that what I shared, it'll help people. It'll help them to understand how to walk through difficult times, how to walk in faith, how to walk in love, how to walk being reassured with what you have for our lives, how to walk in your uh, grace and mercy. Hallelujah. Lord, we just trust you. We honor you. And we love you and praise you, Father, for your amazing grace. Lord, thank you for that. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen.